0: Hi, welcome to the Demystifying MTB podcast, where we talk about all the tricky bits related to mountain biking. This podcast is presented by myself, Matt Miller, AKA MTB PhD, and Rowan Martin, AKA Sweaty Techie. The podcast is brought to you by Brake And the whole reason we started Brake is to demystify your ride. Brake collects complex data and presents it to you in an easy to action way so you know where to improve your riding. And that's exactly what we're going to do with this podcast. We cover all the aspects of mountain biking to get you riding faster, having more fun, and owning the mountain. All right, so Ron, we were talking about this thing with mountain biking. You're always leading with the same foot. And at least I do. So anytime I start going downhill, I'm always leading with my right foot. I know not everyone leads with the right foot, but it's led to some problems with me just by only being able to lead with one one foot basically. And I remember trying to lead with another foot and we were at an indoor bike park. I was with uh, my mate Seamus, shout out Seamus, and uh, we were trying to do the pump track, just a little tiny pump track riding with the opposite foot forward. And I could not believe how difficult it was to do the pump track at all, not even just like to do anything just to get over the pump, like actually pump. I couldn't do it with the opposite foot. I'm just thinking to myself, when I get into the gym or I'm doing kind of anything else, I have no problem pushing with both feet, right? So both feet are pretty strong or both legs, if you will, are almost equally strong, but it was just such a so different for me to be able to do this pump track with the opposite foot forward. So have you ever tried anything
1: like that? Absolutely. That was one of my recent challenges I gave myself to try and be ambidextrous with which foot forward for a few reasons. Uh, I will say that, yeah, you're obviously not going to be the only one, and all of us have a dominant foot. You, uh, if you jump on a board, especially, so skateboard, surfboard, snowboard, there is a dominant foot you have forward and if you switch it to the other way, you are totally uncoordinated. So we have regular or goofy footed, your right foot forward, regular left foot forward is goofy. And that's different to saying you're riding switch, or switch footed, where you change have your non dominant foot forward. That is just your dominant foot is your left or your right. So Same thing with mountain biking. And this comes up for coaching side of things a lot, where I will question people at the start of a session, okay, what do you love, what do you hate? And it's incredible the amount of people who say, you know, of what I hate is specifically left corners or specifically right corners. And so this starts to get into this which dominant foot, which is your dominant foot, because then it starts to get into the biomechanics and what feels natural and how you can put forces into the trail. And like you said, if it's the wrong way around, you just can't. Something's stopping you, and it's not your strength. It's something to do with how you make things happen. So, what did you? What did you say? What did you do to try and improve? Did you just give up? And did you? Put yeah, I, I actually gave up. I'll be forward? honest.
0: Yeah, I gave up because every time I try, every time I go out and try it, uh, it just feels so bad. Um, but one of the things that my friend, another friend, shout out Chris, um, from back home, a downhiller, he used to tell me like when he's riding in a group ride that everyone was so slow for him cause he was a badass downhiller that he would just always ride goofy. He's like, you should do that because, uh, it's good to be prepared to be able to do that. So sometimes I'll do it, um, when I ride, uh, with my partner, sometimes I'll, she'll, I'll let her go first and I'll ride Goofy and I'll try and do things, but it feels so silly. I just I just stopped uh, because I'd rather yeah. just go have fun. But I, I do see the benefit
1: of being able to be prepared. Yeah, okay, so let's get into a bit of why. So before we get into some of the how and the different impacts, why would you want to get used to riding with your non-dominant foot forward? So obviously, like I said, being prepared. So if you're coming down the trail, putting some pedal cranks in, you've managed to get half a crank and suddenly there's rocks, roots, a drop. Something happens and your wrong foot's forward. This will especially happen during races. You're trying to push as hard as you can so you get that extra half a crank in, but now you're going at your limit with your wrong foot forward, trying to race. And if you're not used to it, something's gonna go wrong or chances of something going wrong are higher. And then just any other time, especially being on unknown trails, trying to ride things blind, you want to be prepared. And so this ability to ride with both feet forward is nice. Stepping back to a look at this from a higher level, it's actually one of the main reasons we struggle with which foot is forward is we're used to having our body in the position that our dominant foot puts us and so that's not so much feet but more hips and so if you've got so for example you ride with your right foot forward this is easy because i ride with my right foot forward too as my dominant foot uh we will
0: stick on left hand turns as well
1: uh yeah left-hand corners the easy ones yes yeah i agree Yep. however now i'm happy with both i sometimes okay. forget which is my dominant foot until big jumps. That's my challenge. I'm still working on where there's some consequences. The mind <laughs> reminds me which foot should be forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so coming up to these left-hand corners, if we have our right foot forward, we more naturally have our right hip forward from our left hip, which means we can more easily have our entire torso, our shoulders, everything rotating. To the left to match our foot position and so that's one of those forces that we can put into the bike is a rotational force and so now we can look with our eyes to see where we want to go but we can also just easily rotate the whole body and apply some rotational force to the bike now if we've got our right foot forward and we're trying to go to the right and our right hip is naturally forward we now have to fight against that to make some rotation to the right happen. We've got limited movement in that direction compared to rotating to the left. Uh, Our eyes now have to make more effort to get our neck, our shoulders, everything to rotate in that direction. So we've now made it that we're off balance, we're off centered, I should say, so it's harder. So if we were to switch our feet, great, we can now rotate more easily in that other direction. But it feels unnatural. So when you had your feet around the other way, did you think about any other body parts?
0: No, I was just too busy thinking about my feet. Uh, Yeah. So no, but you know, it is interesting because this hip thing is just so important. And that's something that obviously I never had thought of because I'm always leading with the right foot. But as soon as you start to think about, actually, I'm not going to think about my feet because. I do feel weird kind of pressing into a corner with my legs anyway. But if I instead, if I think about my hips, and this was a, a nice tip given to, to me by uh, another coach in Australia, Matt um, from Mountain Bike Coaching Australia. Uh, he said, I couldn't help but notice on your webinar, you said you lead with your right foot and you your key opportunities from break ace are in right hand corners. Try this with your hips, get your knees aligned. And you can more easily get through these right-hand turns. I tried it, and it was amazing. My key opportunities totally changed. Yeah. It was incredible. So that was a cool that. remote skills coaching session of something I never thought about with my hips.
1: Yeah. I didn't and even I, know it was a thing. Like that point, about the knees is the big change. If you think, okay, well, so we can sort of start. If you're standing right now and you want to do some yoga or stretching, and you're trying to yeah, do a standing twist, desk. Yeah. Rotate your whole body to look behind you okay. as far as you can, and then you try the it. other way with the other foot forward. I think you can do further than that. I don't know okay. how far you're actually. Stretching yeah, you I'm, hit, I'm
0: hitting my desk. That. I'm going again.
1: <laughs> okay. So, if with one foot forward we can feel that there's some resistance, however, we rotate yeah. everything with our knees. If they were in line, it doesn't actually matter which foot's forward because we're rotating from the knees, right? And so on the bike, if we have our knees perpendicular to the, the bike right next to each other, we can rotate our feet the whole way around on the cranks, but our knees are in the same position regardless. And so now not only do we have the ability to change which foot's forward and it doesn't change our skeletal structure of how everything lines up, It also means in our standard riding position, even if we always have the dominant foot forward, everything is now squared up. And so you're now using both sides of your body evenly. And so before we even get to okay, you can now rotate your hips easier in one direction versus the other in a straight line. We're now in a stronger position because everything lines up straight. So, yep, the hips is the big noticeable thing, but the knees is the key point. Right, because they're in line with your hips anyway. Exactly. There's no way you can have your knees out of alignment and your hips line up. There's one solid bone on each side connecting your hip to your knee, and there's nothing you can do to shift your knees and your hips independently
0: so do you have a trick for when you're riding and you want to try to keep your hips aligned because it is so important like maybe someone's never really thought about trying to keep their hips straight so that they're prepared to turn both ways instead of just being prepared to turn one way is there a trick that you have to to think about that
1: yeah so the trick is your knees so when you do your ride line up your knees Uh, like i said because they're connected to your hips They'll, you'll just naturally have to stay in alignment. So do a little bit of riding along, flat ground to start with, you know, a second of one foot forward, second of the other foot forward, do some spins of the pedals and just think about how in alignment your knees are and you'll naturally get your hips to line up. Then when you're on the flat ground, start rotating your hips from that position, doing a left-hand corner, rotate your hips to the left, the belly button's pointing to the left, the hips move right, and then rotate the other direction. And do this thinking about where your knees are. And you should find that your whole torso, upper body just moves naturally anyway, even though your knees are now in a more fixed, centered position. And then to start using that on the trail, uh, try a bit of switching your feet, and it should feel more natural now that you've let your knees stay in alignment i will say pick an easier trail it will be unnatural um we do have a dominant foot for a reason it's it's not just about making everything work the mind is connected to the body we favor one side more than the other you know about if you tried to pick up a pen and ride with your non-dominant hand very few of us are ambidextrous and able to do that. If you try and write your name that you've done millions of times over your life with your wrong hand, you might not be able to even read it. (laughs) And so we do have one side of the body that is more dominant than the other. So expect that it's going to be weaker in terms of it's a bit more of a struggle.
0: Yeah. You know, this, uh, the same thing carries over to pedaling as well. So I know I have a dominant leg when I'm producing power. So when I look at my power meter, especially I use training peaks mostly, and it'll show the percentage left and right pedal. So the power meter, some most power meters have the ability to differentiate where the power's coming from. So I'm generally more power on the right, which kind of makes sense because I'm better prepared when I come out of a corner or something to put power uh, down on my right, uh, generally. And so if I look... So generally i'm about 51 49 right when i'm going easy close. so that's pretty close like that's that's almost 50 50 you'd round up and you'd be 50 50 right but when i go harder it gets worse so sometimes in let's say an xc race where there's a lot of turns i might be like 54 46 right which you're starting to talk about that's a noticeable difference in in the percent in the balance in the power balance Uh, But I'm not alone, right? So you have it, I have it, and basically everyone has it. And it's not something to worry about. And I was reminded when we started talking about this topic of a research study that I read several years ago, because I was a bit worried. I'll be honest, I was a bit worried when I started to see 54, 46. But then I started to notice that more athletes, I was wondering, you know, is this something that we should be working on? Is this really a problem? And in general, well, this this research study, I just pulled it up on ResearchGate, which is a great site to get free research studies, by the way. If you ever want any of mine, just hit me up on there. Uh, otherwise, you have to pay for them. But this was done by Rodrigo Bini. Um, It's about pedal force asymmetries. And what they did is they did a 20K cycling time trial, and they also tried to do uh, some interventions to improve the power balance. And... These interventions actually ended up not making these riders better overall, which is actually a good thing to know. So maybe an intervention in uh, reducing your asymmetry is a waste of time. We can spend our time doing other things, right? Like having fun and uh, working on our uh, our cornering and working on keeping our hips straight and uh, all those kind of things. So, but... Yeah. Um, but you can still uh, do some exercises to kind of work on this because you don't want it to be 70 30 right 70 30 then your other leg's not doing much right you, if it's yeah. if it's that bad you could just make your left like a bit a little bit stronger or your right whichever one it is so one of the, there's two exercises that I like for this and one is split jumps so it's you jump up in the air you land in not a full split but like you know with your legs apart and then you jump straight into the air from that. It's a a power uh, exercise and then you jump and you do do the other split. So give that a search on Google. I can feel the strain already. Oh, my God, they're they're painful. I tell you what, they're painful. You're going to be sore for days uh, if you haven't done them in a while, especially if you're asymmetrical. But try those. They're really good for mountain bikers. It's really good for us to work on our explosive power once in a while. Uh, we'll probably talk about that in another episode. Aerobic conditioning is extremely important as well. But that's a really good one to do. But at the same time, in the gym, uh, I like to do some single leg squats sometimes. So they're pretty good to do to be able to work on your asymmetries.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But then we'll say, while you're riding, do what feels safe. There's times if it's going to be a struggle, You can work up. I said, now you do enough of the easy writing. I'll do a drop and I don't remember which side is meant to be my dominant foot, but there's only so quickly you can adapt to that. It takes a while. Uh, I know from a like sensor development standpoint, creating single sided power meters, you'll just take the power you get from that one side and double it and say, that is your full system power because for most people, it's close enough to 50-50 and that you get a value that's sort of close to what you'd get with a dual-sided. Uh, the overall value, yes, again, might be a little different. So you don't want to be comparing power values from if you have one bike with single-sided and one bike with a double-sided, you expect because of this asymmetry, they won't quite match. And people have tried to match and you if you aim for 50-50, I know I lose power. I just end up worse. I can't add more power as easily as I can take power. So I end up just trying to make it 50 50 by taking power away from the more dominant side. And there is no benefit there. Yeah. But it's close enough. Just ride, let it work. Yeah. Work on your strength, but also make yourself feel more comfortable on the bike yeah so this is one of those things like I said the pump track is a challenge if you can't even roll over a bump let alone move over it and generate power then that's missed opportunities while out riding a trail if you get stuck with the wrong foot forward you're now riding slower not enjoying that ride as much
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: do everything you can don't stress out about it but it is part of having more fun being confident with which foot's forward focus on those knees
0: Cool. Well, that gives us something to work on until the next one. Thanks for that, Ron.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let me know how you go. And I'm going to go and do some stretching, jumping, kill split my. Legs. Jumps. Really split jumps. Split yeah. jumps.
0: Make sure you don't have to walk the next day. Sweet. <laughs> that scares me.
1: <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Cheers. See ya.